Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 371 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the key to improvement related to tennis, but also everything else related to life, which obviously is a big interest, a big passion of mine that, that crossover, a carryover between tennis improvement and improving at the rest of life as well. Today is April 1st, April Fool's Day. That's why no fooling was in the title of today's episode. And I'm actually going to start off by writing, uh, I'm sorry, by reading an email that I wrote and sent a little bit earlier today because it's very important for me and it connects directly with what we're going to talk about today. And then we'll just kind of shift and, and pivot from there. So here's the email. Maybe you, you read this already. The subject was no fooling. And here's what I wrote earlier today. April 1st has a really deep and special significance for me. It was the day I drove away from my full-time teaching pro job for the last time to venture out on my own and focus on essential tennis. The year was 2011. I remember what I was feeling clearly as I looked into the rearview mirror after pulling onto River Road for the last time, a mixture of excitement and uncertainty, joy and nervousness. Looking back over the last 10 years, I now realize how central that mix of emotions has been to my growth as a person, coach, and business owner. They're the yin and yang of doing something different, something unproven and outside my comfort zone. Those feelings come when I attempt something that I have no idea if it will work, but if it does, those around me and I will be better off than if I didn't try. Over time, I've come to treasure those feelings. They signify risk with upside potential. I'm at a point now where I actively seek them out because over time, the rewards have overwhelmingly offset the pain of failure. Following that North Star has led to me Oh, wow, I didn't write that correctly. Following that North Star has led me to places I would have never thought were possible. Looking back, I see how incredibly blessed I've been every step of the way. My hope is that this message pushes you just a little bit in that direction so that you can experience your own satisfying growth on and off the courts. Many of you reading this have supported me every day of the last 10 years, and I'm eternally grateful for that. I wish I could thank you face-to-face because you inspired me to keep pushing against those uncomfortable feelings. It's the thought of making a bigger difference that motivates me to get up after failures. Without the cheers of encouragement from you, I don't know how long the struggle would have been worth it for myself alone. So, happy April Fool's Day. It's my day of freedom, the day I chose to follow my deepest dreams 10 years ago. Thank you for for, for helping make it possible. Okay, so yeah, so today, so this is something I wrote this morning after just feeling really reflective about the last, I mean, 10 years. It's hard for me to believe it's been that long, but my central kind of message here about those, you know, on the surface, kind of combative feelings, excitement and uncertainty, joy and nervousness, that mixture, that kind of cocktail of of conflicting internal feelings 
I really have over the years developed just a sense of when it happens, knowing that what I'm about to do, what I'm about to set my attention to or my energy or my effort to is really, really important because I I recognize now and I realize that if I'm feeling those feelings, then something big is on the horizon, potentially. And that's a key part of this message as well. There's, There's no guarantee. And it's the same thing in tennis. Obviously, I wrote this from the perspective of being a, a, a freelancer, a, an entrepreneur, a, a business owner, and now kind of a leader as in kind of that business owner role with, uh, with a team around me. But all this message, this central message applies directly to tennis as well. And especially for me over the last, it's been about six or eight months now, since I've started trying to train my body, train my strokes, and try to become a tennis player again and not just a tennis coach, these feelings have been the same, exactly the same thing. As I've decided to record myself you know, failing while being trained by a coach on camera and then publishing it, or the, the feeling of setting up all the cameras and playing a match against somebody I've never met before and I've never hit with before, or the, the feelings of uh, setting up all the cameras and playing a match in front of the cameras against somebody that I'm like 90% sure is going to just expose me and beat me easily and just reveal all of my flaws. <laughs> and that's happened many times in front of the cameras over the last couple months. And then just recently, playing a match against an opponent that the majority of the internet thinks that I'm going to lose to and a lot of people would like to see me lose to somebody who has a particular playing style and is kind of infamous in kind of YouTube tennis match play, you know, genre. I, I had that match not too long ago in front of the cameras, knowing that everybody like this is going to, they're going to be the most viewed videos probably that we've ever published against an opponent who's extremely difficult to beat and very unconventional. doesn't have pretty strokes yada, 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 and losing to that, you know, player publicly as a a career, you know, tennis coach and practitioner, that that puts puts a, a lot on the line. So every step of the way over the last six to eight months, I felt these same feelings of discomfort and uncertainty and nervousness and anxiety. And I've come to learn that they're a positive occurrence. It means I'm getting ready to stretch myself a little bit outside my comfort zone or maybe a lot outside my comfort zone. And that's something that I've had to build a tolerance to over the years. It's taken work. It's taken deliberate practice and training to sit with those feelings and not let them dictate to me like how I'm going to act or how I'm going to perform or what I think about myself or whether or not I think I'm going to fail or so on and so forth and just kind of drag me down that negative psychological or mental spiral. And it's the same thing on the tennis courts. So my question for you today is where are you doing this in your tennis? You could you could adapt and apply the same mindset to your technique, to your strategy, to your fitness, to your nutrition, to your recovery and 
physical therapy and kind of self-care and taking care of yourself physically, all those different areas, what are you doing in each of those areas that's outside your comfort zone? What are you doing in each of those different areas or any of those areas? I'm going to kind of challenge you right now. What are you doing in any of those areas right now that is notably outside of your comfort zone? Uh, something I didn't write down in, on that list in my quick uh, notes here. How about your, your mental game and your like competitive development, right? What are you purposefully doing to seek out those feelings of discomfort? Because it's in those moments, it's in those moments of discomfort where you have the potential to grow. If you stay comfortable in your technique, your strategy, your fitness, your nutrition, your recovery, your mental game, your, your competitive development, if you stay comfortable in all those different areas of your tennis development, you're not, going to, you're, you're not going to continue to grow. You're not going to continue to improve as a player. And then, of course, we can take that question and apply it to the rest of life. What are you doing in the rest of, of your life? Your personal, your financial, your... I'm, not, I'm not, not suggesting you do something super crazy you know, financially, but hopefully you get the idea. Your, your relationships, maybe if, uh, if you're a parent... As a, as a parent in your parental role, what are you doing in the rest of your life to experience those those feelings of kind of of discomfort and and stretching yourself? It doesn't have to be big, and it doesn't have to be some you know grandiose, overwhelming obstacle that you put in front of yourself. Just one little step, just one one little thing. It doesn't have to be in a, a completely ridiculous, over-the-top, you know, Mount Everest-size obstacle that you put in front of yourself. My challenge to you right now, as you're listening, is just to commit to one thing that you can do over the next 48 hours, just one thing over the next two days in any of those areas that we just talked about. Could be tennis, could be the rest of life. In fact, pick one thing in tennis and one thing in the rest of your life. Or that you something very specific that that when you think about it, you immediately feel <laughs> that little bit of like mental or emotional like recoil of like oh geez like i don't I don't know about that one and again whatever that is for you don't don't feel like it has to be like some huge impressive thing to everybody else watching like it it just has to be a little bit of a stretch for you something something where you just kind of hesitate just a, a little bit. And wonder if it's, if it's worth the risk to try it. What's one thing you can do the next 48 hours for your tennis and the next 48 hours for the rest of your life, career, personal, relationships, whatever. And just commit to that thing. I, and after 10 years of doing that, let me, just from my own personal experience, let me just encourage you by saying you, you won't regret it. I've, I've never regretted putting myself out there on the line like that. That doesn't mean I haven't failed. I've failed a lot (laughs) over the last 10 years. I've done a lot as a coach, as a content creator, as a player that has not worked. That has been a, a very, very clear, you know, on paper failure. But I, I've honestly never done any of those things 
in a conscious way, in a purposeful way to say, I know this is difficult right now, but I'm, I'm going to, and I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm just, I'm going to try it. I, I've never made that decision. And then later on said, wow, that was, that was stupid. I, I totally regret giving it a shot. And a big part of that is because over time, when you do that, when you do enough repetitions of those types of things on the court and off the court, occasionally they're going to work out. And the upside of those few things here and there that do work, that do significantly move the needle, way makes up for the couple of embarrassments that you feel along the way. And after a while, you realize that those things that you used to be embarrassed about aren't really a big deal anyway. Everybody else around you forgets about it after a couple minutes. <laughs> it, the, things, the things that we generally perceive as being like huge, massive, like catastrophic failures, nobody else, it's really not that important to almost anybody else. <laughs> and after you fail enough times, like I have in the last 10 years, you start to kind of realize that and embrace it. And then, then that emboldens you to try even more and bigger things. So for right now, just make a small commitment to yourself. One little thing on the court, one little thing off the court, one thing for your tennis, one thing for your personal life, specific thing that makes you uncomfortable that you can do in the next 48 hours. And tell me about it. Send me an email. Let me know what that is. My, my email address is ian, I-A-N, at essentialtennis.com. I'd love to hear what it is. Maybe I can kind of be your accountability partner if you want. And if you don't want to, that's, that's totally fine too. But I, I hope you take that step. And over the last 10 years, it's just been one of those steps after another. That's led me to where I am now. I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And if you're listening to me right now, more than likely you've been a, a significant part of that journey. And I want you to know I really, truly appreciate that. So thank you. I hope today's episode is an encouragement for you and helps you take some kind of step in the right direction. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.